0: What did Queel say when the watery part of milk that remains after the formation of curds separated? This is the way of the dork.
1: Welcome, everybody, to episode 75 of the Four Dorksmen podcast. I'm Nate, aka Green Nate.
2: I'm Joby Wan Kenobi. This is Collector Clint, and I'm trying to think of something witty to say, Star Wars related. Nah, okay. Yeah, you already Nate. ruined it. I know. Maybe yeah, <laughs> RY8N or something like that. Thank you. RY6N, Clint. He just ruined it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, move on. Move on, Nate. Move on.
1: Do we need to re-record this intro, or we're <laughs> no. we, are we, are we okay? No, no okay. this we're is totally just all okay for it. us. This <laughs> is just Super Armor Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Um, we hope you had a wonderful Christmas holiday uh hope you're still on break but if you're back to work stay safe out there um and thank you for tuning in this week uh, a couple of quick housekeeping things before we get too far into it uh, make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at the underscore dorksman uh feel free to email us at dorksman and gmail.com uh, if you do enjoy playing bingo we have podcast bingo at dorksmanbingo.com. and as always shout out to andrew uh for building us the uh, bingo sheet and also shout out to larry for giving us the redirect where it's nice and easy for us to uh, just type that in instead of the super long bingo URL that we had previously. Even though we um, appreciate it, Andrew. Yeah, we do appreciate it, Andrew. Uh, you can listen to Andrew and his brothers at the Tor Rewind podcast. They release a new episode uh, every week. And you can also listen to Larry on his podcast, the uh, STS guys, and also the Totally Rad Movie Pod. I think the STS guys are like into like episode like and. 60 something something or like, like something that. crazy like that yeah so
0: it's up there
1: yeah it's up there i'm crazy it's crazy that we're on 75 already it does not feel like episode 75 our diamond anniversary episode so if you want to send us diamonds
3: please yeah. yes
1: please we, send it to our email yeah speaking of <laughs> email some diamonds
2: you you forgot to explain the fact that they'll probably get a robot or a droid i won't because nobody reply.
1: emails us. droid reply nice yeah, oh right droid right. Reply. well done on brand well done Ryan. Well done. I forced (laughs) that (laughs) one.
2: Ding the bell, dingus. There
1: you go. go
3: Why am I ringing the bell? What'd you say? I forced it.
1: Oh, you did force it.
3: Yeah, you did. All
1: right. (laughs) Anyways. um, We love getting asked Dorksmen questions. It's one of our most favorite segments because we get to go off topic and have a reason to. Um, so for this week, our Ask or Some Questions, we're going to stick with some Christmas questions because it's still the holidays, whether you like it or not. My Christmas lights are still up. I'm still eating Christmas cookies, so it's still oh, yeah. Christmas.
3: Oh, yeah. You I'm know. still eating turkey. It's all good.
1: Yeah. I am I just had turkey for lunch. Mm, me too. Wonderful. And Jingles and is still a- around. And I took and a nap. <laughs> And yeah, i'm taking a nap, nap after I
0: this
3: i did do that <laughs> i eat the turkey then i take a nap
1: anyway go on uh our first question this week comes from our friend julie uh aka grimes yeet, yeet. um her question is what is the most memorable christmas you have had it's a tough question yeah it's not it an is. easy question
0: it, it is um I th- I think the answer every parent's supposed to give is their kids' first Christmases, so I'm gonna like kind of put that aside and say what was my favorite besides each kid's first Christmas, um, and it was probably one of the last ones I had at my my grandmother's house, my mom's mom, um, where like all the cousins and aunts and uncles were still coming and. Um, before she got sick and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was the typical, you know, huge Christmas gathering with, you know, football game and, you know, basketball game and playing video games with your cousins and, and all that kind of stuff. And I was probably around my mid to late teens when that, when that took place. So that was probably my, I don't remember the exact year um, because we, we did that very often during Christmas, but that was, that was probably my favorite one outside of my kids' first Christmases.
3: Hmm. very good um i've had i've had a lot you know i've had i've had great christmases i can't complain um one that pops in my head is the year the nintendo 64 came out i don't remember the year i'm sorry but i do remember how much fun it was um you know the anticipation waiting getting it having family all come over to the house um and play it with us that was always fun to see when somebody who didn't play video games really well wanted to still play (laughs) so uh you know they were great that that's one that sticks out my head but i gotta admit this last one because of my child was might be my favorite she was just actually she's old she's three now she's old enough to at least grasp some things grasp santa grasp you know really like decorations and lights and going around seeing them all and uh really to kind of appreciate everything about it you know the everything from the food to the um you know with the, the movies to the just everything of everything about it so um it was a lot of fun this year watching her enjoy it. You know, I, I I didn't know what I wanted, you know, as a gift. I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was do things that made her happy. And I mean, it's going to get better because, better, you know, being in a pandemic, we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. You know, not that I'm dying for her to sit on a stranger's lap and tell her what she wants. But, you know, there's always that or going around seeing more festive Christmas lights and stuff like that. So uh, the best is still to come. But this year might be my favorite. I think
2: for me, it's a toss-up between 2014 and 2018. 2014, I'm going to kind of like piggyback off of what Joey was talking about. That's the last time that we had a really big family celebration. And I know I've talked about this before. We used to, every Christmas Eve, go over to my auntie's house or one of her kids' houses, my dad's side of the family. But that's the very last time that we had a large get-together. And now my dad's older sister has Parkinson's and... She's not doing very well. Her kids are all older. Some of their kids have kids that are already going to college. So we've all mm-hmm. since started doing our own little things. Yep. Um, we used to do things like bingo, hot potato. And again, you know, the <laughs> big family gathering. That was the very last time that we did anything like that. So on that respect, I do miss that. But I also think about 2018 because that was right after I proposed to Michi. And that was really our first like Christmas leading into us getting married last year. That's good. Huh? But it, it's also hard to answer this question because you feel like almost every year there's something good that comes up. Oh yeah, you know totally. this year kind of questionable with all of that stuff. We're trying to make the best of um the lemonade, I guess that we're forced to make here. I guess that's
3: the best <laughs> way I can describe it. Because <laughs> they gave us lemons, is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: Too bad they gave
3: us potatoes. We could have made vodka. Oh hell yeah. A, I might do that anyway. Why not?
2: <laughs> you got Nate's attention now, so Nate. gonna carry on from the vodka. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's it's a tough question because like I think every Christmas is is very memorable just because it's um it's just a very special time. Like even since when I was a kid, like um getting the Christmas tree up and whatnot and the gifts and everything. It's like every year is just something super special. But if I would have to say a specific year that was more special i would say probably um probably the first year that uh where lisa and i were married and we had our first christmas together and we started like the tradition of going to her parents place on uh christmas eve at like midnight so midnight christmas day and we'd open gifts together on like christmas morning basically right at midnight because we didn't want to wait um So we usually do like a Christmas Eve dinner. We'd all have dinner and then we'd all just go home because we live kind of close by, get into our Christmas PJs, then come back at midnight and do the gifts. So uh, we got to do that for a few years um, before her, before her father passed uh, this year. But um, yeah, so this is a, it's, it's, it's just been one of those things that I, we really enjoyed doing and uh, doing with the, with her brother and her sister. And then when they, uh, started dating other people and stuff. They we brought them into the fold, and we did the same thing with them. Uh, so the family just kind of got bigger over the years. So uh, being the start of that tradition was uh, was fun and and probably my most memorable Christmas in recent memory. I'd say.
3: Hey, can I give a quick shout out to your uh, your wife? She's done uh, excellent Christmas gifts for you the last two yes. years.
1: Oh yeah, this she is this year actually killed it. This year outstanding. Yeah, it was ridiculous.
3: Uh, Lisa nailed it because I love that photo. Of the yeah. drawing, and I love the year before was Simpsons, right?
1: Yes, the year before
3: uh, that one's Simpsons. great too. On front HQ. So, uh, yeah, very
1: cool. No, she's 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 great. She knows she knows exactly. Uh, because I get basically the problem with me is like I'll buy whatever I want, right? It's like. Hey, does he need some pops? No, because he probably would have bought it already. Mm-hmm. Does he need a collectible? No, he doesn't because he would have bought it already. So I'm terrible to shop for. So she she has to get creative, and I love it. Yeah. You
3: sound like everybody's parents ever.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but uh, I, I I that's great, and I told my wife about it, and she's like, "Oh, is that something you'd like?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna say no." <laughs> <Stop."> <laughs> Exactly.
2: It's like what's behind Um, me, right? What my wife got me for my anniversary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would have never expected that, but as as soon as I start saw it, I started tearing up. It's very Mm -hmm. personalized. There's there's nothing else like it in the world.
3: Right. So one
2: of a kind. One of one.
1: One of one.
3: I'll take it. Very cool. Now, Julie, thank you for the question. I guess I need to respond and ask
1: if you have yours. Do it. Find her tweet from like six years ago. From last Christmas? (laughs) From last Christmas.
3: Christmas. You gave me a question.
1: All right. Anyway, (laughs) our next question (laughs) comes from our good friend Manny, aka Manny. uh, We're sorry we missed you uh, for this week's uh, Friday, Manny. Uh, Hopefully, we'll see Friday, Manny, next week um, with uh, Dorksman Game Night and future Friday Mannies. Uh, So, his question is What is your ideal Christmas tree decoration? Uh, And what other locations in your house or yard you would decorate? And would you want your Christmas – like, would you want your house to be a musical Christmas display?
3: Okay, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, So just to clarify, he asked, what's our favorite Christmas tree decoration?
1: Yeah, like, what is your – if you had unlimited money and whatever you could do, I guess, what you would decorate your house as, like, where would you decorate? for Christmas in your house if you could
3: oh okay anything. so right. I'm gonna
0: answer a question but not Mandy's <laughs> question um first of all um uh, <laughs> my tr- our tree um <laughs> My wife still has all the uh, handmade uh, Christmas ornaments that like the kids do when they're like younger in elementary school and stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, like a snowman with their face of a photograph of them cut out and glued on it. And the kids absolutely hate it. Because one of them's 13 and one of them's 17 now, and they can't stand having that stuff on the tree. So they, um, when she wasn't looking, started one at a time hiding those in the back of the tree <laughs> for this year. So they kept uh, randomly disappearing. Um, and then she told me she's like because you know there's like um harry potter ornaments on it and uh, star wars ornaments and marvel uh, ornaments and stuff like that she's like you know we have that extra six foot tree um you should put that up in your office next year and and make a nerd christmas tree and so now like my son's actually like hey yeah if you do that i'll come over next year and help you decorate it so so we might actually do that um so that's my christmas tree answer for his christmas tree question um I think there was something about favorite decorations or something. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember all the parts of this. This is a very loaded question. Yes, it is. Um, my mom and dad at one point, like their hobby was like doing like ceramics and stuff. So there's some ceramic, uh, Christmas tree, uh, not, well, one of them is a Christmas tree, but like the light up ceramic stuff. I don't know if y'all uh, know what I'm talking about or familiar with it. Um, but one of them's like, I think a lot of people had these growing up. It's a ceramic Christmas tree. It's usually about a foot, foot and a half tall. I know, um, friend of the podcast, Reese, uh, O'Brien has talked about one. I know he has one. Um, and so there's that, and there's like a, uh, like a little Santa house and there's like a Mr. Snowman and the Mrs. Snowman. And those were always up my house growing up and, you know, they made those. So those are definitely probably my favorite, um, christmas decorations that i love putting out every year and then he asked about outside stuff I, I may come off sounding like a scrooge or a grinch here but i hate decorating outside stuff and in mm. fact my wife has finally come to terms with the fact that i am not going to decorate outside so her and my mother-in-law did this year they put up they put up a few things outside um at our new house and it, it, it did look good I'll, I'll have to admit but i'm not usually one on That's big on decorating outside stuff. I'm more of a inside decorator when it comes to Christmas stuff. So that's my very loaded answer to Manny's very loaded question that he asked.
3: It it was. All right. Let's see if I can answer. So um, I do actually have a favorite Christmas tree decoration that hasn't found its way to my house yet. It's still at my parents. Uh, When I was, I think, five or six, I made a gingerbread man with my aunt and I don't know exactly I don't remember this but for whatever reason we decided it needed some um an addition of actual male genitalia <laughs> so um yeah, my mom. So yeah, it's still my mom's house. I still see it, and I, I laugh. I mean, it's just so unexpected, even after seeing it for thirty years. So it's very funny, um, and just so I, I, I unfortunately don't have the greatest memory of making it, but I have the greatest memory of seeing it and feeling warm and cuddly inside, even though it shouldn't, because it's exactly the opposite of feeling. But it's, uh, you know, the fact that, and that's my aunt. I know my aunt. I love my aunt. And the fact that she would do that with such a young child is insane, but still amazing. So I'm a fan of that um decorating inside the house i i actually like kind of the hodgepodge kind of stuff you know like you see this is a horrible example but you see the white house and it's you know just perfect in whatever decoration and theme it has for the holidays right like it's it's planned out it has everything you'd ever want and it's like yay you know but when you do kind of the hodgepodge thing like you things you've acquired over the years and put them together and, and especially with tree ornaments i think that's that's a lot of fun um especially with the memories associated with them Outside, we do some lights. Um, my wife really likes them, so I think she does most of it. I do a little bit just to help her out, but uh, it's her thing, so I'm fine with it. Uh, it's, again, mismatch, kind of hodgepodge. We have one, you know, different colors on the fence and all white on the front door, so whatever. Um, as for, I'm missing a part of the question. What am I missing?
2: I think you want everything.
3: All right. We'll outside on. decorations? I'll I'll all do the lights light yeah, yeah. Would you, would you light do out.
1: outside decorations so, yeah. I
3: would I, I do have to give a shout out to those people that do the uh, I found uses for the 20 foot skeletons in their Christmas light slash outdoor decorations I think those are <laughs> amazing use of uh ongoing very seasonal for every season appropriate prop and I'd like to I, I'm actually gonna do a little bit of a whisper down to all those blow up decorations man I, I, <laughs> I'm just not a fan and it seems like when you see people that have them they don't have one. They have all of them. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? The yeah.
1: entire yard yes. is full in of them. In fact,
3: and... my ne- my parents' next-door neighbor had so many that now he's putting them in my parents' yard with their permission. But I'm like, you didn't get the hint that that was enough? <laughs> you had to get more and then put them in somebody else's yard? Okay. Sounds like, okay. A, Sounds like the there's Geico a-
0: commercial. <laughs> exactly. There's a doctor's office around here that the office itself is, like, real gaudy in itself, like how they have it normally kind of done up like the architecture of it and it's just it's real out there but anyway so they decorate for christmas and it's one of the spots that people around here go to to go visit and so we went there this year for the first time and his is like that it had probably close to 100 blow-ups in the parking lot area and it's a pretty decent sized parking lot you know because it's a doctor's office but it's it's insane like the number of blow-ups that are that are in there so exactly what clint's talking about
2: Kind of excessive.
3: And Just I mean, that, that's great. I'm glad you're in the spirit, but you don't need, and they're not cheap either. You know, they're not like, you know, 10 bucks a pop. They're they're not cheap, but I mean, to each their own. I, you're also talking to somebody who spends a lot of money on vinyl toys, so I can't really say
1: much. But...
2: <laughs>
3: also the electricity that goes into right.
2: powering them, right? Right. There's a guy that lives up the street from us that every year, I don't even know how many of these dioramas he has, but every year he has a different blow up one, and it covers the entire freaking lawn. It's crazy. So crazy. The other thing that I think about is like, how much freaking electricity are you using yeah. to actually yeah. power this stuff? But you know what? Like you said, to each their own. Um, I might miss a part here. So for me, what was it? First first part of the question was, what is your favorite ornament? Was that or what just it was? Favorite
1: decorations that you would do around your house. Like ideal decorations that you would do around your house. Okay.
2: I'm going to kind of deviate from the tree a little bit and tell you guys a little short little story. So my mom started this tradition of buying um, bear, what do you call them, music boxes. I think when I was, must have been when I was one, or it might have been when my mom then got engaged. So she carried on that tradition for close to 30 years. And the only reason she hasn't really kept up with it now is we no longer have a music box store here in Hawaii. And she doesn't mm. travel enough to like she used to go to san francisco i think it's san francisco music box company or something to that nature effect rather um that she used to buy them from but there's one in specific that i always used to love sitting up every year and it's a music box of a little bear skating around in an ice rink and it broke my heart when the thing locked up and it died uh-huh. it was one of those you could twist it you know to charge it up but right. i guess we twisted it and we um locked up the mechanism so it doesn't skate anymore but I used, for whatever reason, I just loved watching that thing skate and the music that I played. So that would be my favorite thing. Um, for, as for decorating outside, I never used to do that, but my wife loves it. She likes to decorate whatever <laughs> the season is. If it's Easter, if it's Valentine's Day, if it's Thanksgiving, she always has something to put, put out. So on our front porch right now, we have three little light-up um, presents. And we have a giant toy soldier but nice. for some reason the the lizards that live outside in the yard they love to just hop on it and it's funny because my wife is like terrified to death of lizards <laughs> she's living <laughs> in the wrong place then and i feel like i'm missing part of the question there was three parts right
3: there was your decorating inside your favorite decoration and then uh what did Would you, you love about
1: yeah, would you want a musical Christmas house display?
3: Oh, oh, I didn't answer that. I knew I was missing something. No is my answer. No. I do not want people driving up to my house and staring constantly at my yes. house. I'm just going to see. That's you know. a good point
0: on Clint's part. So I would say no to.
3: All yours, Grinches. Yeah.
1: You all Grinches.
3: It's not that we're Grinches. It's that, you know, I don't need a display. <laughs> I want to be famous, but I don't want my house to be famous. Yeah, like, I don't so want people it. driving by and slowing down. And, and- parking. Yeah, I mean that was a my uh I mean there's been people who have fought, gotten fights over viewing these things, like gotten out of their car and started swinging. It's probably in Florida, but wherever it is, wow. that's, that's insane.
1: You
3: Dude, know, I remember like... the the, uh, the guy that um,
0: uh, started Popeyes, um, Al Copeland. Uh, he had a notorious light display at his house um i don't think it was actually in new orleans i think they actually lived in metairie i went by to see it a few times and it was like one of those situations where they had to get cops to direct traffic uh because it was in the neighborhood like it wasn't like on some piece of property way out you know with nobody else around i mean it was i mean it was a, well to do neighborhood, but still it was a neighborhood with other people that need to get in and out. And right. there was always clashes with the neighbors. And there was some fights that broke out and stuff like that amongst people. It's it's, it's crazy. Once your house gets that status that people want to, you know, make a trek out there to go see it type of thing. And I wouldn't I'm like, Clint, I wouldn't want that.
3: I wonder just with that same thing, if Brian Mariotti gets a lot of visitors, because he has so many of those giant Monco statues out in front of his house. I know he has Elf out there right now. He's got some uh, from classic—I don't remember all all the characters, but classic Halloween or excuse me, Christmas movie claymation kind of stuff. I wonder if he gets a lot of people driving by and really pissing people off in San Diego. But who knows? I hope he's got a game. Isn't that on Coronado? He does. It's not
2: like it's not in downtown San Diego. It's it's has been like twenty minutes outside the main city, from what I understand.
3: I think you're right, but still, people are crazy. People. Well said. Moral People story. People go.
1: People will go and drive out there and, and look and do their thing. Um yeah, for me, I yeah, I don't want a Christmas lighthouse. Like I don't want a musical house. Our neighbor down the street, like actually on the very, very end of our block and across the street, they used to do that. Their lights would as soon as December first hit, their lights would go up. They'd have crazy light displays in their yard. Uh, there'd be music playing non-stop. So the middle of the night, like a bearing to go like to the bathroom, I take him outside. That thing was lighting up the entire neighborhood. And then the music was like, you could hear it. I could hear Christmas carols word for word from down the block because it was so quiet. And it was just, the music was just going. Um, they've stopped doing it this year for whatever reason. Um, I'm kind of thankful they've stopped because uh, you know it was nice. But at the same time, I'm, 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 glad they've they've decided to stop um but i would definitely not want to do that um for me i think i'm happy with just decorations on a tree like sure we'll put a wreath on the door um but that's the extent of the outside i don't want to hang lights i don't want like to do any of that stuff um the most christmas decorations for me would be just straight up whatever's in my house in the tree uh, (laughs) on the tree and then i'm done nice and easy
2: Uh. now who's the grinch
1: <laughs> Always was me. Always was.
2: I'm gonna me. write that down as a title. How <laughs> who's the Grinch? Uh,
1: thank you, Manny, for the question. I'm sure Clint's already digging through Twitter asking for your.
3: I got Manny's. I still haven't found Julie's, but I got Manny's. Oh.
1: Maybe she. Maybe she deleted it.
3: Anyway, right. either way, still a good question. Thank you.
1: <clears throat> Anyways, thank you, Manny. Um, so this week we are gathered to talk about the Mandalorian so before you go any further if you have not caught up on the Mandalorian season 2 please hit pause on this episode because there will be spoilers lots of spoilers spoilers. we are actually going to go quite in depth of of what we saw in Mandalorian season 2 so this is your first and only and final spoiler warning um, that it will get spoilery Um, while we're on the topic of spoilers I see some of you fucking weirdos out there who think spoilers are okay. And <laughs> fuck you! They're not okay, you fucking weirdo. Keep your. What you. yeah, is the term "weirdo"? Yeah, I was gonna say "weirdo." Ass hat, weirdo,
2: asshat, dipshit. There's a lot of more harsh words <laughs> to describe somebody than.
0: There needs to at least be a forty-eight-hour rule. I mean, and then if that's if, if after movie. 48 hours, you haven't watched it, then it's on you and you just need to stay off social media. But I, I think you should be able to get on social media within the first 48 hours and should be able to avoid spoilers. Well, but no, that's just my then, opinion.
1: Nobody cares. Your 100 followers on Twitter. Don't give a shit about what you think of The Mandalorian.
0: You like, still want to share your thoughts, though. You can, but I mean, That's you can, what can do that. Yeah, do know, without I'm saying, saying, even after that, like, oh. don't,
3: don't talk. You can about share it. your thoughts, but don't be yeah, specific. Nate doesn't
0: I understand like how it. social media works. Social media is about sharing your thoughts and feelings. You can share your thoughts. Your thoughts like,
1: hey, I enjoyed the Mandalorian finale. Boom. Done. You don't have to say I enjoyed the Mandalorian finale, especially when fucking Luke Skywalker showed. You don't have to fucking yes,
0: you that. can do that at, at no, forty-eight you... hours in one minute.
3: Yes,
1: uh, you can nah. do that.
0: You don't have yeah. to though. Well, I people... cool. Yeah, I know you, you don't, don't
3: have, have to. Be, be mean, polite and we... not worry about it.
0: Yeah. We're, we're sharing our thoughts on it right now, and we're going to. Yes, but you, but you have to actively engage
1: to listen. in listening to it. It's a we agreed. We agreed to so discuss this spoilers. So friends.
0: social media is not for discussions. Is that what you're saying?
3: Uh, no, you're, nope. you're bending that a little bit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Be considerate of the
3: other people is the only thing I'm saying. Exactly. Okay, so
0: four months later, <laughs> can I talk about it? Can I talk about my? Family? You can
3: talk, You can actually. I. You can talk about it whenever you want. I'm saying the polite thing to do might be to avoid spoilers. At for know, for a good, I don't know what the duration is. Yeah, th- it's different.
1: Yeah, come on, sit. Let
3: somebody let somebody else bring it up to you before you do. How about that? That's yes. The there you go.
1: I, I, I'm with Clint on this one. Bring it's it Like when Infinity media.
2: War came out, right? Thanos demands your silence. That was the whole hashtag because they didn't want people to have that experience ruined. I mean, I was happy that I stayed off of social yeah. days before that.
3: But yeah,
1: yeah. the point
2: I is agree. the
3: point. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the point is just just be considered. That's all.
2: It's true. That's easier it. said than done for a lot of people. Agreed, and I, world don't
3: world get me wrong. And, and there are people that, you know, try not to spoil it and do spoil it. That's yeah. why I, I love that. Spoilers You're, without context. Yeah. Like, it's a little fucking spoiler. yeah. <laughs> And then, there, and then there's just people that don't care at all. You know. Then there's the
0: people that do it on purpose. Yes, right. They just want to things. Those I, they'll I drop think... comments and random stuff that has nothing to do with, right. like it'll be like a tweet from uh, ESPN about a football game, and they'll drop in there. Oh, Tony Stark dies at the end of Endgame. It's like, why <laughs> would you put that in there? Right.
3: Well, I also like the ones, and I, I shouldn't say like, but I find it amusing after the fact. The people that put in fake spoilers. Like I saw a guy on my tie on my Facebook feed. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Grogu died." I'm like, "Oh man!" Like I was disappointed <laughs> to hear that. I see, it and then I saw it like, "You motherfucker," <laughs> you know, because that that doesn't happen. But
0: that is a spoiler because then it's okay. I thought it might have happened, but then it didn't happen. And you're telling like you see what I'm saying? Like even a, yeah, yeah. a sarcastic god, spoiler right. ends up right. being a spoiler,
3: right? Right. Anyways. <laughs> yeah that's our that is- episode on spoilers we were gonna talk mandalorian but screw that we got to this instead
1: yeah don't be an asshole anyways oh, um so man. what do you guys think season two love it very hate good it. very it. good
3: yeah. i thought I, 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 I it's funny i keep telling people who haven't seen this that it's not star wars it's not typical the force versus Jedi's versus lightsabers you know what i mean like it's and i know we've described it like this before it is a space western that has an interesting story that can be told at any any depth of interest in star wars if you're not a big star wars follower and not know any of the lore you can still enjoy it if you know even just some of the lore you can enjoy it the deeper you get into it you might enjoy it even more because you know what's going on you know um an example of that or the other mandalorian that showed up i had no idea who those people were but i know those that like that watched clone wars did and that's awesome
0: you know? well, I would agree but with your statement about it's not star Warsy for the season one, but season two definitely got more it got more i agree star Warsy, if that's a it word did. It did. It
3: did. but it, but but it did in the sense that it wasn't necessarily traditional, yeah, there were talk of jedi, but it wasn't like my jedi force is going to defeat the dark side, you know there was no dark side really.
0: Well, i like that they waited to to start incorporating mm-hmm. it and it wasn't really over the top like think about it's it, very it. Very in the first well technically you can go back to last season and say they showed you boba fett but nobody knew for sure that, that was boba fett when uh right. fennec chan was was down right. but then the first episode of season two it's like oh yep and again you were 90 percent sure, right because of you know it's the same actor that played you know, mm-hmm. Django Fett and the prequels, you're like, oh well, that's yeah. him. And then people are like, oh, well, what if it's just one of the other random clones? And so there was some debate about that. But most of us realized it was they were probably introducing it as being Boba Fett. And then it, it, it was, then it was several more episodes before they actually fully brought him on and he got his armor back and, and all that kind of stuff. And now we get a, a spin-off, yep. which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But uh, but overall, like I still think if I'm looking at them a season as a whole, I think I enjoyed the first season more than the second season. I'm not saying the second season wasn't great. uh, And I'm not saying the second season didn't have great moments. Like the Boba Fett stuff was great. I thought... The episode where he's uh, sitting down in basically the, the stormtrooper cafeteria, if you want to call it that, uh, yep. and he's got his mask off and, and that whole conversation with Bill Burr's character um, and the uh, commander. I thought that was a great part of that. Um, I thought there was a lot of great moments. But again, overall, if I'm just measuring out season, comparing it to season— I'm thinking season one is is probably still my favorite. Now, of course, was I geeking out like a little kid when Luke showed up? Hell yes, I was. Like, I was sitting there watching it with Maguire, and all season, I had watched the episode for Friday, and then I watched it again when he came, but I promised him for that one, we'd, we'd watch it together. And so that scene where the X-Wing is coming in, and, you know, they had kind of had some X-Wings in previous episodes, so I'm like, oh, you know, here comes, you know, some some backup and then i forgot who it was it may have been cara dunes character was like oh it's just one x-wing i'm like it's luke it's luke that's who's in the x-wing it's luke it's just one x-wing there'd be no other reason why they would have just one and then just like i haven't gone back and watched the second time yet and i really need to because i think i was geeking out so much i missed a lot of the cool stuff like i missed a lot of the the connection between that scene with luke and the the uh trooper droids, whatever you want to call them, and the correlation with the Rogue One scene at the end with Darth Vader. Um, So I saw a lot of people comparing uh, the the two scenes afterwards, and I didn't really get that connection at first. I really need to go back and watch it. But um, I I did love a lot of the moments in Season 2. But a lot of the episodes kind of felt like, I know Nate and I talked about this. I don't remember if we've talked about it, but a lot of them felt like uh, video game side mission episodes. Like Mm -hmm. it felt like Mm -hmm. they kind of moved the plot along, and yeah, you made it connected to the overall arc of season two, but I felt like if you'd have taken that episode out, you really wouldn't have lost anything.
3: You could have I, I felt like, that way with the first season some too. So I, you I, know, I, There I, were yeah, some yeah. Odd
0: mission episodes for yeah. season one. I definitely don't disagree with that. I felt like there were more in season two, but then funny. at the same time, I felt the episodes were too short. Like, that was one of my chief complaints this season was that even the finale, I was like, oh, man, this finale is going to be like an hour and 15 minutes. And then when we turned it on and it just immediately jumped into the action, I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Okay, maybe 45 minutes will be enough, you know, since it's just going to immediately jump into it (laughs)
3: Now, what's interesting, thinking about that from season one, is one of the side quest episodes was the one where they, you know, Bill Burr's character, along with the others, invade that, you know, starship. I don't even remember exactly all of it within it, but it's funny how that came back to relate to season two. Yeah, they did do connecting it. So, I mean, it's funny you say it's a side quest, but then you realize it was a primary quest just after the fact. You know what I mean? But I, I agree with the opinion and the thought, especially when watching it, that some of these were for side things, it didn't matter. Yeah. At least not. If we look at it as
2: foreshadowing based upon what happened in season one and how things have come back in season two to impact Mm -hmm. the overall plot, I don't think it, like, far from the truth to say that a lot of these things that we're thinking are side missions or you know whatever other word you want to use to describe it it is definitely going to impact season three we just don't see Uh, it yet like for example when i didn't think of that either a a lot of people that don't know the full lore and may not understand her relation to boba fett they were like okay who the hell is this they're like just excited oh it's ming na wen right Mm -hmm. but and you you look at season two and what's going to happen of course in season three because agents of shield is not a thing anymore he's still part of the larger disney family he's going to have a major role
0: well, oh, she yeah. is in the
2: Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Like She's going to definitely have a major role. Yeah. But anybody that's fully engrossed in the lore and more than just a casual fan of Star Wars immediately saw this coming. So, sure. to, to your guys' point, it doesn't matter if you're a casual fan of just Star Wars overall or mm-hmm. if you understand the specifics about Mandalore and dive into understanding more about Boba Fett and all of this stuff. It's, it's, got, it's like a multifaceted gem. That it's just, it's going to keep generating yeah. hype.
3: I agree with yeah, you. Yeah. But I, I agree that Joey still, with it, it felt, it, you know, it still feels like a side mission. I understand it's important later on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I'm just thinking of the, uh, I'm going to screw up our name, the Ahsoka episode. Um, you know, like, that didn't really advance a whole lot. You know, they could have mm-hmm. easily said something, you know, two minutes in, hey, go to this rock because I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? It was the typical backdoor pilot for Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I mean, I understand. And I mean, you know, now we know there's a spinoff of that. Great. I mean, I know a lot of people are excited. I still am out on that one just because I don't know enough about the character. But I'm sure it'll be great because that's what's happened so far. But, you know, that, that episode itself, even though there were things that advanced the story, like needing to go to the next place for the temple... And even getting the uh, the spear or yes, rod I was, was to important say, yeah. to the story as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't note it at the time. It came into play later on. But, you know, the rest of it kind of felt like, why is this important? Why do I care what's going on in this village with these characters? If it's only going to be as, for this episode, you know? As soon
1: as that episode he got that, like, yeah, all the characters, it showed his, um, I think it showed part of his, like, humanity uh, yes like, and how he's gotten more he's developed more as a character more than just a bounty hunter um and you could kind of see glimpses of that as he's going through um raised kind of like working with grogu yeah. and but as soon as he got the um the the spear i was like he's gonna fight what's his face with this and this is gonna come back like as soon as he got that weapon i was like i knew that in a couple of episodes this was gonna come into play
3: I thought it was going to get um, melted down, to be honest. So I, I'm i glad you had the... That. I didn't even think of that at the time. But, so for
1: me, I, as someone... Sorry, just really quickly. No, for me no as someone That's not a Star Wars fan in the sense that like I do enjoy casually, but I don't really quite understand the lore around everything. I truly wish that I... They explained it a bit better, the timeline of when the Mandalorian was happening. Because when... I, I, I didn't feel like... Maybe I missed something in the previous season or um, I missed something in the early episodes. I've been watching it every week, so I didn't feel like I missed anything. But the finale, when Luke came out, I was fucking confused because I was like, that looks like Luke. But what's this timeline? Is this, you know, where does this fit in the movies? And that threw me off. And I think that um, partially hurt my, uh, what I felt would have been a much more, like much stronger ending to the season. Um, but that's just on me. Like I, I felt like I, I probably should have known better, or I, I felt like they could have explained it a bit better.
0: They they did leave it to I think where they assumed you before this even started last year that you saw that it took place between episodes six and seven like they came Mm -hmm. out and said that hey here's where it fits in the timeline Mm -hmm. and i don't think that was well publicized Mm -hmm. i I definitely agree with you that i think instead of just dropping because they did drop little things here and there that i think you kind of had to put together to figure out when it was in the timeline i think they could have probably done a better job of that for like casual fans or maybe some people that were like even less than casual fans but wanted to check out what this was about of doing a better job of explaining that but then at the same time if it's a non-casual fan even do they even really need to understand when it is in the overall timeline if they're not big star wars people i i, I don't know um, that,
3: but that might be for the technical people like ryan they just have to know that kind of thing it might have nothing to do with the story but you still technical right. and know like i said they things. did they, they did put it out there
0: um before the I think even before the first very first episode of season one air that hey this is when it takes place right basically right in the middle of episodes six and seven yeah and that's the story that this is going to tell is that is that fill in kind of that in between in between time
2: I mean to be <laughs> honest that's a very large gap anyway between six oh, and it's, seven it's, I think it's about it's, 15
0: years <laughs> if I remember correctly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, a lot can happen in
2: 15 years, especially
0: when you're talking about, okay, the the Empire crumbled, and then now you've got the First Order. Like... Where's that swing from, you know, from one to the other? And I think they're doing a good job kind of explaining that. And I think they're slowly kind of building up to that. And I'll, I'll wait till we get to that part of the discussion where we talk about where we think the franchise is going to go. But I, I think they're doing a good job setting that stuff up. And I think I brought up a good point earlier that I had not thought about was that a lot of this stuff that feels like side quest or side mission stuff does end up playing a factor later on. And like Brian said, maybe some of this stuff in season two that I felt was eh, not necessary, maybe plays a bigger factor in, in season three. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop calling these episodes side missions. And instead they're just,
3: <laughs> but there's legitimate yeah. to your feeling about it, especially okay, yeah. in the middle of the season. I mean, I, and I feel like, you know, there's it's, some of it is time filler, but it's, it, you're right.
2: Let's it's just time enjoy it. But filler, I mean, but it's not kind right. of thing. like, um, I'm, I'm going to kind of deviate for a little bit here. And we are going to have a discussion, guys, that are listening about this very subject in future episodes here. But obviously, my my main base is going to be Marvel. So to kind of give mm. you context about like where Shut this is coming from. So we may view this as a side mission and maybe like a side story. If you think about all the events of what happened in Age of Ultron. Now, my theory is that these are going to have direct repercussions about bringing in the Fantastic Four. So when we're thinking about like with Mandalorian, we may not see this immediately right now as being ultra important, but it will lay heavy mm-hmm. foundation and groundwork mm-hmm. for things to happen in seasons three and possibly even four. It may be laying groundwork for Book of Boba Fett
3: or for even for Ahsoka. We don't know yet. So you're saying the frog people are going to come back and save the Mandalorian in season three? Definitely. I sure hope so. <laughs> I mean, let's that, be real, right?
2: Disney, for one thing, they are excellent storytellers and where we may not see it right now, they're so good at hiding foreshadowing where we don't see it. And then mm-hmm. after the fact, in retrospect, you're like, shit, I missed that. Shit, I missed that. I go back right. and I watch some of the even like Marvel movies now and I'll watch like the first Avengers and I'm still picking things up to this day. I'm like, I didn't catch that before.
0: What, what I love that they've been doing, uh, I know they've kept the writing for the most part um, pretty solid across the board as far as who's writing the episodes, but I love that they have different directors coming in so that you can kind of get there. And, and look, if nobody would tell you, Oh, this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. And this one was directed by Robert Rodriguez. And this one was directed by Dave Filoni. Like if somebody didn't tell you that you wouldn't know, you'd be like, Oh, uh, John Favreau directed all of them. You're like, Oh, okay. Well that's cool that he directed all the episodes. Like I, I think they're doing a great job of being cohesive amongst all these different directors that they're bringing in with it still having kind of its own little unique story uh that they're trying to tell within each episode now I, I just love that and i hope that's something that they continue doing moving forward is kind I of agree. having different directors i, w- I want the quentin tarantino uh episode i want the steven spielberg <laughs> episode i want the uh
3: I want, uh I want quentin tarantino and then followed right after that is chris columbus <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to see the most bloody glory Star Wars episode, followed by the most cutesy little kid episode.
1: I would love to see a Home Alone Mandalorian episode
3: <laughs> where it's and Grogu. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. Well, let's get into some major spoilers here. I mean, the thing is, at the end, for anybody that hasn't seen it, sorry, but we, we warned you Luke Skywalker takes Grogu away. And I think he becomes one of the Knights of Ren. I'm kidding. That's not, that's a joke. <laughs> but, wow. Well, but, um,. You know that that kind of at least for the time being ties a boat around the whole the child portion of the Mandalorian. We're going to get into something completely new come season three. Um, at least at least that's the expectation. I mean, who knows? Maybe Luke gets pissed off and uh, and yes, can pick him up. He eats him, him out, of yeah, no, I mean, he out of there. Yeah, I mean, that's right. And the Mandalorian steals all him.
0: his macaroons. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't
3: know what to expect. I'm sorry, but the point is. Um, in theory, we are now basically saying the baby Yoda, the child, Grogu, will not be going part of the series forward. I disagree. You think? Okay.
0: I mean, you, I don't want to interrupt your thought.
3: No, I mean, no, no. Please I, do. That's the whole point. The
0: the way, the way I kind of – so I guess we're kind of segwaying into where we see it going. Yeah. Um, the way I kind of see season three going is almost like there's going to be two p- – uh plot lines like a plot a and a plot b i think plot a is going to be luke and grogu training plot and then i think there's going to be a um second plot line where it's the whole um you know uh who's going to be the ruler of mandalore Mm -hmm. you know and and that whole thing with the dark saber between um between mando and um Bo-Katan. I kept wanting to say Bo-Katan, but I wasn't sure if I was right, and I didn't want to sound like an idiot, so thank you. Um, <laughs> and, even and I, her name. I, I don't know if it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, okay, episode one is focused on this, and then episode two is focused on this, and then back to three, or if it's going to be within each episode that they kind of jump back and forth, but mm-hmm. I don't think you make it to the if we're looking at the entire season as an act one, act two, act three, I, I think by the beginning of act two, whether that's episode three or four, mm-hmm. I think they get brought back together. Because I, I think even if that's not what they had planned, I think that now they see how, um, how important that relationship is between Mando and Grogu and how much of it that people just love seeing. Like, I mean, that's what everybody was talking about after the season was that kind of father son relationship. Right. That they had in in some of the episodes, especially in that final episode where he takes his helmet off and he lets Grogu see see his face, which was a nice throwback, even if it wasn't intentional, to Luke seeing his dad's face um, at the end of uh, of uh, God, Jedi Jedi. Um,
1: so <laughs> those I, movies, those Star <laughs> Wars movies. I,
0: I could not think of Return of the Jedi the title for for, for the life of me. But anyway. Um, I, I think that that does not last very long as far as the separate diverged storylines. That's just my personal opinion. Hmm. I don't, I don't think it, man, maybe that's what they had planned originally, but maybe now after seeing this, they're not, they're like, look, we, that's part of the appeal for everybody is the chemistry between those two. So we need to do whatever we can to get them back on screen together at the same time. I think you can go a couple episodes with them being a part but I think at some point you you bring them back together. Now I, I don't know what that point is where you bring them back together. I don't know if that's some major event that takes place and now all of a sudden, you know, Grogu has, you know, his his powers or at least they're more developed now and he can be of some kind of asset to to help rescue maybe Mando's in trouble and maybe, maybe Mando needs his help with the Bo Katan thing. I, I don't know. But that's just my personal theory. That's where I see season three going. And then I think Gene Carlo Esposito has said that he signed on for two more seasons. Mm. So I just feel like the Moth Gideon storyline is going to continue on. Now, I've also heard that this is a planned out six season uh, series. Like that's where they're planning on taking it is through six uh, I mean, we already have three spinoffs from that, let alone what's going <laughs> to happen from that. Right. Because, And that's the thing, too. If, you know, um, Ahsoka, you know, after Mandalorian is over, is still going, he could always reappear there. Grogu could always reappear, reappear sure. there, you sure. know? Uh, I mean, you could even go into Force Awakens timeline, you know, and say this stuff is, you know, taking place, you know, at some point in that, general area and somehow connect that stuff, you know? And then there's the whole, you know, theory floating around of, does any of this relate to Snoke? You know, because we still right. never really got a backstory on who was supposed to be the big bad of that, you know, sequel trilogy. And we didn't really mm-hmm. get a lot of backstory on him. So there's always that possibility as well, that that could be, you know, be somehow cool. weaved into that. Now, I think it would be too, because I mean, I mean, he is kind of the first order so to speak, when we when we first see it, right? I mean, eventually um, Kylo Ren kind of, I guess, takes takes that over once he kills him. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs>
1: spoiler alert!
0: There's just so much that can be done over right. you know over six seasons that it's it's very interesting to think where they're going to take this, how they're going to tie it into the lore, the fact that they can now use this as an option to explain Snoke's background, explain the background of how the First Order kind of came to be, because they just kind of. Just kind of left that up to your imagination in the sequels. You're like, okay, well, I assume there was some still people that were still kind of down with the dark side, and they formed back and created this. But you know, it's just kind of like, oh, it's there. How did it get there? So right. now this is their chance to kind of do that, or they could have another total no, new spinoff that they haven't even announced yet that could end up being that you know, or the first crossover
3: event between four of them or something like that. Yeah, right.
0: So yeah. there's something. Yeah.
3: So my only question to you is: first of all, that all sounds wonderful. I'm in. But I don't think they're gonna spend a lot of time with Luke, to be honest. I don't just think because so yeah. I can't imagine that technology is cheaper, easier, fast. Or good on the
0: budget. Right.
3: Or good on the budget. Right, Yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah. So that's it why. And was it
0: wasn't good in also my it,
2: it takes away no. from the main premise that the focus needs to be on Mandalorians and everything right. that circles mm-hmm. that micro universe that exists in the macro universe that is Star Wars, right? To your to your discussion point earlier. This was really good in the first season for a lot of people because it didn't focus on the typical Star Wars discussion. We had talk about the Force. Yes, we did. That was great. But we didn't see a lightsaber. I I, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you classify the Darksaber as a lightsaber, well, that's still up for discussion. We didn't see that until the last episode of season one. Discussion about Jedi didn't really come into the picture until later in the series. Focus was on
3: Mandalorian, Mando and the child Grogu right and really I, yeah. I, now that Groku's elsewhere that's why i'd like to see him go back to that formula a little more you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think they can especially with the dark because the dark saber more represents power or authority than yes. it does you know an actual lightsaber or the force or jedi yeah. or anything for like the that. people
2: that understand the the lore behind it yes that's a good so, point uh, yeah so to your anyway. to your discussion there i do think and i agree that season three will likely dive higher or deeper rather into into the discussions (laughs) about how are they going to decide who is actually going to be ruling mandalore is it going to be mandal because he technically won the saber or even if he's trying to give it to Bo then he cannot rightfully do that by their tradition Mm -hmm. because she needs to win it in battle are they going Mm -hmm. to engage in something is she going to go as far as trying to take him out we don't know right and right. just because the season, I mean, the season, the series is called The Mandalorian. Who's to say it's always going to focus on directly him?
3: Yeah, And I, mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. That there will be a, a reuniting of the child with him. It's just, uh, yeah, I think it's a matter of when. And I mean, I, I'd be okay with it. Joey brought up a great point, sooner than later, you know?
0: Yeah, I I think they're going to use these spinoffs to delve into those other areas of Star Wars. Like, I think they're going to use Ahsoka to to dive more into the Jedi part. I think they're going to use, you know, Boba Fett to give people what they've been wanting. And I see the Boba Fett thing as possibly just a limited run series. Like, maybe it's just a one-season thing. Um, This is very similar to The Mandalore. Right. Well, the
3: book of... of boba fett makes it sound like it's a journal so it's like gonna be like i wouldn't be shocked if it's random stories not maybe not even told chronologically about you know like the first episode will probably be what happened to him between jedi and mando and then um Mm -hmm. you know some other things that hopped around i'm actually sorry to interrupt and and i'm sure you guys have thoughts i apologize but i'm actually super excited that they've made boba fett relevant again Mm because i always hated the Accolade that character got in the first three Star Wars movies because he didn't do shit. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah,
1: he really mean, he, you really
3: are very yeah. lucky that Cliffy is not here to discuss well, that I, point with but, you because he would want to choke
2: you off for this.
3: He probably would. He probably would. <laughs> yeah. But, but to, to go with that though, I'm excited that they're going to elaborate on why he's a, a great character. And maybe some of us that are like, why the hell is this action figure worth more than any other action figure? Right. Why is that the case? So I'm really excited that there's going to be an elaboration. That's not a word. They're going to elaborate more on what makes Boba Fett great and and, and it might be a one-season, you know, kind of series or it might like, who knows? They'll probably make a lot of money off of it and keep it going because Boba Fett's so well loved before it even starts. But it'll be interesting, regardless.
1: The thing so, for me with with Boba Fett, just going back to the original movies, was like you said, it was just he didn't do much no. in the original movies at all <laughs> His
3: rocket went off and he died yeah
1: yeah it's like the mystery right. of who he was and just how cool he was it was yeah. like that transcended anything else like he didn't have to do anything but just by being there and just seeing him was just like man he's he's who i want to be if i was right. in a, in a star wars movie right like Sure, you have your jedis and your, you know, you can have whatever, but you know, a lot of people were like, "Damn, that he's just a cool character." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree that he's um, he's gonna be he's gonna be. I think his series is gonna be good. I think it's gonna be limited for sure. What I would like to see for the Mandalorian, I really, really was hoping that with the finale of, the, of season two was that it was gonna be that battle with uh, Bo-Katan for the Darksaber. Um, I thought that was what was going to happen because that's what a lot of it was building up to. I understand the whole Grogu thing, but um, it just felt like it was... It felt a little bit rushed to me. Yes. Like, where, um, where it was the just like... Half. Yeah, and, like, the... I really did enjoy the last episode because um, I know... I, I talked to Jory about this uh, offline, but the... The whole thing about media and kind of diverging. I'm just kind of going off a little tangent here, but strong women characters. Mm-hmm. They had incredibly strong women characters in The Mandalorian. And it was really great to see that they took center stage in the final episode. Really? They were the ones that took the ship. They are the ones that um, you know, kind of they led the way. And they did it without um, you know, they did it with their skills, they did it with their with their know-how and 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 their abilities and um they did a great job with that and then it was just like well let's disregard that they're just going to hang out in the on the bridge while the mandalorian looks for moff gideon and, and takes you know like there is a there's a time gap there what are they doing just hanging around so i i felt that like there could have been a bit more to that but i understand where they were going with the story the whole luke thing and whatnot but um yeah i i i, I was a little bit disappointed in if you can even be disappointed that you saw Luke Skywalker, yeah, I was disappointed <laughs> um that there wasn't a more final um kind of conclusion to the Mandalore story, but that makes sense because I feel like I would enjoy that for season three.
3: They gotta leave a somewhere, man. Music. Yeah, there's a I, lot I, more I, to be told.
0: <laughs> I think yeah. the term that I would use is that, that last that last part of that episode didn't feel as fleshed out by the writers as it could have been. I don't wanna say that it needed to be, because I mean, I think it still told a good story, but it just felt rushed. It felt very condensed. Um, Mm -hmm. It felt like a lot of stuff was going on right there. It's like, oh, hey, Luke's coming and he's saving the day and Luke's gonna take Grogu and Grogu and and Mandu are gonna have this moment. And you know, everybody's sitting in there and oh, he took the dark side. And like the thing about Moff Gideon's character felt, it felt awkward. Like, the whole thing where he kind of, like, after the fight was over, he just seemed real, it was just real strange how his character was written in that scene in the, you know, the the main area where they kind of all were at the end on the bridge or whatever you want to call it. It just it just felt, again, it didn't feel like it was fleshed out enough as far as, you know, what's happening and who's doing what. felt like he could have used about 20 more minutes, to be honest with you, to, to make it seem like it fit a little bit better together it just didn't seem very cohesive it felt like things were just happening and they
2: weren't explained what was going on if that makes sense well he Mm -hmm. planned it out very well he knew very well what he was doing that mando didn't understand as being a founding right he didn't understand their full teachings about the dark saber so he he did that on purpose
0: oh i don't i don't disagree that that he was playing him the whole time but i don't even feel like that aspect of it was very well written out and very well explained and i'm not saying they have to explain it and i I guess maybe i'm just having a hard time explaining myself on it but (laughs) that's the best way i can say it is it didn't feel like that scene that series of events was very well written out um Mm -hmm. and then played out into actual you know what takes place during it i felt like they could have. Done a little mm-hmm. bit more on that part. I'm not saying it was bad. I just no, felt no. like it's like, oh, oh, cool. Luke's here and he's in the rescue. And then, well, what's going on with Moff Gideon and what's going on with Bo Katan? And I, I realized some of that was to set up for what was going to take place next season. Right. Right. But I felt like they could have done that in a different way, if if that makes sense. Here's yeah. my You're, question I, back
2: I, to you, though. I'm sorry, Clinton. Go ahead. No, I was to agree with you. Go on. Here's my question back to you guys, though. So, with respect to understanding that not everybody is going to have the level of knowledge about star wars as like say like you joy because you are a resident star wars person between four of us here i'm also thinking about the less than casual fan that maybe this is one of their first experiences aside from watching a star wars movie they also have to keep them interested and bringing luke into the fold and just having him wreck shop and you know basically kick everybody's ass that's kind of like what some of those fans want to see so it's also giving the fans the basic fans. I don't know if I'll, that's a nice way to say it or not, but it's also kind of giving them what they expect to see out of something like this. That's what I'm thinking as well.
0: Oh yeah, it felt like fan service, yeah. and but mm-hmm. not in a forced way. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, forced. <laughs> uh, it,
3: it, was, it wasn't the whole last movie. It wasn't it, the Rise of Skywalker. Right. It
0: felt very <laughs> organic, um, right. and and that's not even the part. Like. I, It's not like it was a uh, Deus Ex Machina, a Hand of God type thing. You know, I felt like it was appropriate enough to bring in, considering it's you know a Star Wars series. It was just the other stuff. It was the whole thing between Bo and Moff and Mando. That whole dynamic that felt not very well fleshed out. I thought the Luke thing was fine. I thought Grogu going with Luke was fine. I thought the the goodbye between him and Mando was excellent. One of my favorite parts of the whole. Two seasons Mm -hmm. that i've seen um i thought uh uh pascal did an excellent job um acting um in in that yeah i love him from narcos too um and i thought he was a great part of wonder woman but anyway i I just felt like they left too much meat on the bone not necessarily for a season three to explain it out but just for a setup for season three almost
3: i wouldn't be shocked if this next episode um, I guess this would be chapter 17. Is that right? Yeah. Cause they're eight. eight okay. I wouldn't be shocked if that's an elaborate, you know, or almost a flashback in a sense that it, it really delves into some of that. You or know, if know what I mean? it
2: picks back
0: up where the, exactly yeah, where I they think it'll leave be, off.
3: Yes. But I think it'll also explain, you know, some of that, some of those questions. Cause you, you've great, these are great points that I'm, I've thought of some of them. I'm sure others have thought of them too. And they, they do a pretty good job tying up the loose ends. So I could see that being discussed maybe on the, cause I mean, they only have one, how are they, right now, correct me if I'm wrong, they're basically stranded on this Star Destroyer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, until, I guess, I don't know, I'm guessing Boba's going to come back and get them, I don't know how they're going to get out, unless they steal a ship. My, my, my point is, they're all stuck together, so they really have to, you know, fill that time when they're together going back, and I could see that being elaborated as a, you know, here's, we're on our way to man lore, let's recap some of this, talk about the, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just my thought.
0: Yeah, and I don't don't disagree with that either. I I think that that's a very likely possibility is that when it starts off, like you said, Chapter 17 could start off with that. But what's also interesting, I don't think they've officially said that this is the timeline for release. But what it kind of feels like is that Book of Boba Fett is going to come out first. And then Mando's going to mm. kind of piggyback off of that season three. Mm. So I don't know if Boba Fett's going to 100% just focus on him or if, like, in the last episode or two, it'll be a arc where they bring that back in. Because like you said, you know, what happens to everybody? Well, obviously somebody comes and gets him because now Phoenix with Boba on... Um,
3: oh, good point. Yes, on, on uh, Tatooine, Tatooine. Right? Yeah. So
0: you know, there's, there's that that's, that's happened. That's taken place. But, you know, I mean, you could go back and flashback to before, he, you know, he sits on the seat and all that kind of stuff. So, which by the way, that, it, it,
3: I mean, the ending of Mandalorian is great, but the end credit scene is just for anybody that was, you know, saw the 1983 version of Jedi. <laughs> will love the end of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, well, anyway, I mean, I think we've kind of said a little bit of Mandalorian. We do have the spinoffs. We've talked about book of uh, Boba Fett, We've talked a little bit about Ahsoka. Am I saying that right? I'm not it's saying that Ahsoka, right. It's- Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka, yeah.
0: Okay. It, it, I think it's going to be interesting to see if they bring in any of the characters from Rebels. Obviously, Admiral Thawne is going to be somebody that they're going to talk about because she mentions in that one episode where she's there, that's who she's looking for. So, obviously, that's going to be part of the okay. storyline. But also with him uh, was um, Ezra Bridger the um I don't know if you want to call him a Padawan from Rebels because you know it's not like the same Jedi Padawan um dynamic from from the other episodes. But you know that that's who he leaves off with. Like, you know, they're both taken away together at the same time by the space whales, uh for lack of a better uh term of what kind of animal they are. Um so I'm interested to see if they're gonna bring him to to live action, you, know, you have uh, several other characters from, from Rebels that were still left standing that you could bring about. So it's gonna be interesting to see what the tie-in characters are for the Ahsoka series. Are they gonna bring in a lot of brand new ones? Are they gonna bring in a lot of the old ones from Rebels? You know, are they going to do a mixed match? I mean, there's all kind of stuff that they could do. I mean, they could technically bring in people from characters from Force Awakens, you know, if they wanted to. So it's going to be interesting to see where they take that particular storyline. Um, and then the other one's what? Rangers of the Republic was that the one go on Rangers, Republic? Yep. When does Rebels take place? Rebels takes place between um, episodes uh, three and four. So. so- it, it actually takes place, some of it around the same time as Rogue One, because the mm-hmm. ship that they're on called the Ghost is actually spotted in uh, Rogue One uh, during, uh, I think it's spotted during the Scarif uh, battle, if I remember correctly. And it's um, spotted at the, I guess, airport. I don't know what else you want to say, the base at Yavin. Um, so that's, that's kind of its general timeline.
1: So you're saying words, and I understand that they're words, but as <laughs> someone who's not super into Star Wars, like, I, I'm having a hard time keeping up, but it's it's a good thing because I feel like, for me, being able to represent, like, the casual Star Wars fan, where it's like, I'm still very much enjoying each uh each movie, each series, whatever they come up with, I'm still going to enjoy the hell out of it. Like, I don't feel like you need to know everything about it. Yeah, like, Book of Boba Fett is going to be fucking rad, because <laughs> when Boba Fett got his new armor, I fucking geeked out, because I was like, holy shit, that looks so cool. Like, when, his, when he when he got his upgrade, like, when he upgraded his armor in, in Mando, I was like, damn, that looks fucking rad. Um, the whole Cara Dune um, spin-off series, like, she's a really cool character. Yeah. Um, and I think you know there's so much more to her and I really hope my hope is that with her we'll see more of uh, Timothy Oliphant's character oh um, yes right so I really hope that there's there's no there's they really set up backstories to each of those characters and I really 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 cannot wait to see how they all come back together mm-hmm. yeah. that's that, Again, that, That's my thoughts on it carry on Disney <laughs> no? is
2: good about storytelling <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. hands down yeah. But all we can do right now is wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the worst all. part. I mean, let's also not part. forget here, that we're talking about spin off series, but this isn't an, um, an unknown. Let's also consider that this also probably has repercussions on Obi Wan.
3: Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, that uh, Founders Day, how many did they announce? I mean, maybe not, wait, what, maybe what not Mando.
2: On? Maybe not Mando in specific. But I'm willing to bet, just given everything, how they're doing with the MCU. Everything's got to be connected in some way, shape, or form so you can keep the people happy that understand the lore and the understand the full continuum of the timeline from start to finish. There's got to be some sort of tie between Ahsoka and Obi-Wan's off series. There's got to be. I don't be. think so.
0: I, I don't see how. It's going to tell the story of when... He, well, I mean, I guess they could... in. I guess they could bring her on to his series, but they can't really bring him on to her series unless it's as a force ghost.
2: I'm not which saying I guess they um, could like them popping up in each other's series, but what happens in one will have some sort of tie to the other.
1: Hmm. Storyline. So somebody, somebody that OB one, like a bigger ripple effect from yeah. one part of the universe in the same timeline affecting someone else on another planet or something like that. Is no, that not necessarily.
2: Um, Timeline-wise, they're very far apart, right? Because we're, we're, we're talking about Obi-Wan series is going to be taking place essentially around the same time as Rogue One. While well, he's babysitting Luke, yes.
0: Which we've already <laughs> seen that you know?
2: story as well, yeah. which is crazy to me. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: we've already seen in Rebels, him and Darth Maul's battle to the death uh, on Tatooine, which I thought was a good end to obi-wan's storyline so it's gonna be very interesting to me how they're gonna incorporate that are they gonna retell that in live action form with the darth maul thing or is it gonna be something you know totally separate and they're gonna leave the darth maul thing to just rebels that 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 part's kind of interesting to me too as far as where they're gonna take that because they already kind of touched on that storyline
2: yeah that's open for a lot of discussion too because i know that fans definitely would want to see that play out a lot of the star wars fans feel like boba fett i'm sorry not boba fett um Darth Maul was one of the most badass characters, and he was killed off so prematurely. Come to find out later on when Rebels came out, he wasn't really dead. But we never uh, got to see Clone his character. Wars. I'm sorry. Yeah, Clone Wars. There you go. We never got to see his reiteration presented again on the big screen. So, you know, well, it, we it's did like the in fed. Solo,
0: which I think they were setting up for a solo sequel, and then Solo bombed, and then we don't get a solo sequel, so we don't get more live yeah, action. Sure, I forgot about
2: that. Because, yeah, we tend to forget about Solo.
0: There is no, yeah, I know a lot of us do. There's no way that they did that at the end of Solo just to leave it just as some random cameo. You know that there was a plan to do that until it tanked. So maybe there's some kind of connection. I'm trying to think of the timeline-wise. I think Solo takes place before Rogue One, but after episode three maybe so you could possibly have some crossover there between that movie and the obi-wan series as well so there's a lot of stuff that's that's it's gonna be interesting to see how they tie stuff together and i think we've we've mentioned that a couple of times i think we could do like
2: another three or four episodes just strictly on this topic and talking about spin-offs plausible theories about how this is going to relate to that an well, hour, we've got hour, and a, a half is just not enough for this kind of we've stuff. We've
0: got a guest that we've been uh, thinking about that could possibly come back in another month or two and talk about the future there of Star go. Wars.
3: We absolutely do. Yep. I'm going to think about... Anyway, I think this has been a good discussion. So anybody that... I hope you've watched... First of all, if you've listened to this, I hope you've listened to... Or watched <laughs> all of Mando. Otherwise, spoiler. But we gave you plenty of warning. If you haven't... Don't get it, mad at us. Right. But if you haven't, you need to. Because it is... Yeah. It, I mean, I actually really want to go back and watch episode... Episode... Season one again. Uh, At some point, I wouldn't mind watching both of these before season three comes out, if it'll help. Just, just because they're that good, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it was a good story, and one that I'm sure a lot of Star Wars fans have been wanting, but also did not expect to be told in this fashion.
3: Or non-Star Wars fans,
2: if you're a space Western fan,
3: there you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, I think uh, we've tied that up and put a nice little bow on it. So I think it's a specific time now.
0: It's game time. See, so, yeah, I you. know, you thought I was going all loud and stuff with you. You know, your, tone, tone, yes, ready to yep. get your ears.
3: You sound like you sound like a decrepit old man saying that, though. <laughs>
1: it's like uh, the guy from
3: uh, family, family
0: Guy. Yeah. Was it Herbert? I Herb. was thinking yeah, of somebody even more so, yeah,
3: her, but <laughs> but yes. Anyway, uh,
0: tell us about the game, Joey. This week's game is called. Mando. I don't know. I couldn't think of another name for (laughs) it. Mando. Mando. Yes, original, huh? So here we go. So uh, we're going to have a game of Mandalorian trivia where everyone starts with 100 points, and you'll each get your own set of questions to answer where you choose, before hearing the question, how many of your points you want to wager. You can wager from one to whatever your max points are at the time. Uh, The most points at the end of five rounds will win.
3: So this is kind of a throwback cuz we used to do this way way back when. I like way it.
0: Way back in the day.
3: Way back. We haven't done this in a while. I like it. I'm in, obviously. Okay.
0: So we are starting off with you, Clint. What is your wager? 20 points. Clint wagers 20 points. Your question is, what is Mando's real name?
3: Damn it. I knew this was going to come up, too. I was just was hoping it wasn't me. <laughs> the J. Um I think. No, mine is 1,000 points for not even getting the first <laughs> letter Is it D? <laughs> it's a D. Okay, all right. I, was thinking, I think I was thinking Django Fett for some reason. That's, that's <laughs> point. the point is, I don't know the answer. Uh, anybody know? You can't get the points, but I'm just curious.
0: Nobody knows? Din Djeron is the correct mm, answer. All right, Nate, you are up.
1: Uh, so does Clint lose points? Yes, he does. So kind of he does. Okay, so I'm going to wager one point because I don't know shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just, yeah.
0: What is the Mandalorian's armor made of? Oh, come on, I know that one. Uh, Beskar. Beskar is correct. You now have 101
3: <laughs> points. <laughs> no, it's uh, whatever that is on uh, Black Panther. Adamantium. Right? Yeah, it's animated, No, it's the other one. Um, my thank you. Yes, okay. God. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> slap both of you with a fish.
0: Yes, I know. A fish is that gonna be your new catchphrase?
1: Yeah. yeah, slap both
0: of you with a fish. Yeah,
1: with a fish. Well,
3: that's the second week of saying it.
0: Okay, Ryan, your wager, sir. I will do 10 points. 10 points. In the first episode of The Mandalorian, Mando's Mithril bounty mentions trying to get home for which holiday? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Arbor Day.
1: <laughs> yes, Arbor Day.
0: There's, there's actually only one holiday that anybody in Star Wars knows about. At what least that I can
3: on. think of. It was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away.
1: On Arbor Day, Jedi will be disappointed in you. I know. Bentley
3: is going to be disappointed.
2: I give up. I can't recall offhand. It is life day.
3: Oh, I wouldn't day. have known that. That wasn't anywhere close to what I was thinking. I would. I was actually going to guess love day. If it was my
0: love day. <laughs> All right, Clintonius, what is your wager with um, your eighty points left?
3: Yeah, let's go. Um, let's go twenty-two. Just so I'm a point ahead of Nate if I get it right. Oh,
0: strategic. I like it.
3: <laughs>
0: what is the name of the Mandalorian's ship? Um, Razorcrest. Razorcrest is correct. I was going to say Ravenclaw, and I know that's not right. (laughs) You're over there blending Harry Potter. I am. Uh, Okay. Uh, Nate, what are you wagering?
1: I'm wagering one point because I'm going to put this all on Clint and Ryan.
0: (laughs) You're wagering one point again?
1: Yeah, one point.
0: Okay. What creature does Mando learn to ride... In season Mm. one, (laughs) can I just
1: describe it? Yeah, it's like uh... Nick Nolte, final answer. (laughs) I I, I have no idea. I I know what it looks like, but I don't know what. um, (laughs) It looks like a half a crustable attached with arms. (laughs) It's exactly what it looks like.
3: So
0: you don't know is the answer to that.
1: I was going to be, like, your mom, but that's not an oh, wow. <laughs>
3: <Totally. laughs>
1: So I don't know. Yeah. The funny no, thing is it's
3: called a your momen.
1: You're... No, I'm kidding.
0: correct answer is a blurg.
3: Blurg. Yeah. Blurg. It's like a lame fish. Person. Does it yeah. have, like, seven A's in the word, though? Because that's no, what I feel like all strong words like, are.
1: Like like a in there if you told me to spell that, I would have spelled that wrong already, too. There's two R's.
0: Ryan. How much do you wager, sir? I'll do 10 number? again. 10 again, trying to get back up to the 100 you started with. What is the name of the droid that Mando teams up with in Season 1?
2: Uh... I'm gonna feel really stupid once you tell me the answer. Because I can't remember right now.
3: Um I pass. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is it is it Instagram eighty eight?
0: Ah fuck it is. No, no, it's Instagram eleven. It's eleven. IG eighty eight is
2: the other one. Yes, yeah. yeah
0: IG yeah. I I like calling it Instagram now.
3: <laughs> So Ryan's at eighty. Nate's, Nate's at hundred. You're at a hundred and two. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, fine. I'll wager two points. <laughs>
0: you guys suck. Okay, Clint. Your question: What does Mando trade with the Jawas who
3: stripped his ship to return the parts?
2: Oh, I know God. this one.
3: Oh, I don't. Oh, that's a great question. I re- I remember this happening. Um. Gosh, I'm drawing a complete blank. It's clear um, he doesn't
2: know, so once you start
3: passing yeah, okay,
2: over, I want to okay. do something. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm going to pass. Suga, ah, thing, Suga! 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 Suga.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer is the egg. Egg. Yep. That's right. Because I remember the beast, I just couldn't remember the part of it. Okay. Nice. Nate?
1: Let's mix it up. Let's do... We'll do 10 points in the off chance that I know something.
0: Hey! Um, God, I'm going to kick myself for mispronouncing the name because I don't think I've got it right. But what is Quill's catchphrase? Q-U-I-I-L.
3: K-U-I-I-L. I I thought they just called him Quill, but either way. Well, what did I say, Quill? Quill Wheaton. You You got it more than I do. I know this one. Nate, I can't believe you don't know this. You probably
0: don't know who the character is. Like, if I put an image up on the screen of who it was, you'd be like, (laughs) oh, okay. No. Can I say it? He was the guy riding the blurgs with Mando.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have spoken.
0: It's a shame. It's a shame. Shame upon your house. So we are now over to Ryan again. Go 10 again. 10 again. Who ambushes Mando after he rescues the child in season one from the Imperial Laboratory? From the
2: Imperial Laboratory? <laughs> He's in
3: one. He's in one. Oh, um...
2: Isn't it IG-11? No, wait. Final answer? (laughs) Yeah, final answer. No, it was Grief Karga. uh, Uh, IG-11
0: gets him. He was already there. Yeah, Yeah, he's already
3: there. They teamed up to get the child in the first place. It's been a while
2: since okay. I, saw, I remember him being in the episode. All right. So
0: we are now to round four. Clint has a hundred, Nate has 90, and Ryan has seventy. Um, I'll go ten. Man's going with ten. Okay. Who does Mando meet in the most Eisley Cantina?
3: Oh, um. Oh shit. Why can't Caradoon? Nope. No, is it is it no is it our good friend uh why can't I can't think of the character's name, but the real name, um Sully's favorite guy. Can't I can't think of his name now. Are you talking about Timothy Oliphant's character? No First season two? Um, no, 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 no. I'm talking about uh <laughs> the guy who used the trivia Sully didn't get. Why can't I think of, I can't think of his name now?
0: <laughs> oh no, that's that's the one that um Ryan just meant, uh missed. Oh, okay. Okay. That's great. Karga. You're talking about oh. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was a this was a pretty tough one. This was uh, Toro Calican.
3: I don't remember that at
0: all. Yeah, that's, so that's the one where trying words. to go after nice. so, Yeah. Okay. This is a lot of season one stuff. I didn't want to make it season two. No, stuff. No, no. I Watch season well, like I- one. <laughs> one point. One point. Okay. Which character? Is a former a former rebel shock trooper.
1: Um was that Kara Kara Dune? Dune is
0: correct. So you are now in the lead with ninety-one points. <laughs> Ryan
1: Slowly but surely ten. Ten
0: points. What do the scout troopers do to the child after killing
2: Quill? After killing him? This is kind of. He's in the pouch. Yeah. But punch it? Yes, sir. That is correct. I was like, that's kind of an open ended question because there were. That's why I gave you that little bit of extra to give
0: you a better uh, timeline. Okay. Uh, Clint. This is the final round. You have 90 points. Nate has 91. Ryan <laughs> has 80. Technically, it's anybody's game. Yeah, you're right. I um, mean, you can go for broke if you want. I, I, you. I,
3: it's tempting, but I don't want to the game completely out. I'm going to go with 25 points.
0: 25. Interesting. Okay. Your final question. Quill reprograms IG-11 as this type of droid. What is a nurse droid? Very good. Exactly correct. Making things interesting. You have 115 points now.
2: Nate, your wager, sir. How
1: many points do I have? 91.
2: 91. Because you had to ask, you have zero. You're supposed to be keeping track for yourself.
3: I'm keeping I'm gonna... track So <laughs> Ryan's competitive.
1: I'm going with 90 points because I don't want to end up with Ryan points if I lose. So you'll end up with
3: one point is this Jeopardy? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I can have one point and I would have lost anyways. They'll get this right watch. I know, right?
3: Possibly. Oh.
0: Which character removes the Mandalorian's helmet in the end of season one?
1: I have a guess. Um this was the droid, wasn't it? The droid that did it? I can't um, say. It was uh Do you need the name of the droid? Like can I say it was the droid that did it? That was
0: Let me let me say this. If it is a droid, just the same as if you would say it's a person, <laughs> I need the droid's number just like I would need the person's name, if that makes sense.
1: Um IG eleven.
0: IG eleven is correct. Yeah. So you are now in the lead with 181 points. So I'm assuming Ryan is out because double 80 (laughs) is 160 but I'm going to give a question anyway and see if he knows it. Sure. Okay. Your final question which has no bearing on the outcome of this game.
1: (laughs) As a reminder. What? (laughs)
0: What? Um... no (laughs) No, it's gonna be too complicated because of some other stuff i'll tell you what it is here in a second
2: okay
0: uh which character gives their life to protect baby yoda at
2: the end of season one um this at the end of season one there's a there's more than one in my opinion so are we talking about a live character or are we talking about a droid? Because IG11 does and Quill does. Well, Quill was the episode before. Oh, at the end? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Oh. No. I'm just gonna say IG11.
0: IG11's correct, yes. Yeah.
2: So the other question I was gonna ask,
0: and I kind of skipped over it, is what does the armorer give Mando? And I mean, there's several different things that I guess you could have technically Were said. Were you looking for the little itty-bitty rockets that fly out? The, uh, uh, the whisper, uh, the bird, I don't bird, know what it's called. It's bird something or other. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's going to come to me later after we're done recording. Um, but jetpack is actually what we were looking mm. for.
3: Oh, okay, that's right. You didn't right. have one before, that's yeah. right. But
0: right. technically, there's more than that. And so, like I said, I moved on to another question. But good job, Ryan. I gave you wagering all your points, so at least you end up in second place, Clint, who normally wins. Is our big loser for the week and is in last place. And I our winner is probably the least Star Wars-y
3: person in the group of us. And that's, that's Nate. True, I am. Oh, that just shows. That just shows that the Mandalorian is not just for hardcore Star Wars fans. Oh, it's good. not at all. Good job, Clint. It really
1: is. This <laughs> nice is the as way. someone who doesn't know much about star wars i very much enjoy the mandalorian very much looking forward to future episodes and further spinoffs very, very cool
3: game so. joey as always a throwback there of us starting with points and wagering them we haven't done that in a while that's cool
1: some strategy to it doing the one point wagers <laughs> sorry ryan no you're not i should have kept better track of my points <laughs> i'm not sorry not at all but thank you joey um thank you everyone for tuning in again this week again if you made it to this episode and you haven't watched the rest of mandalorian that's on you <laughs> that's on you at this point and uh you know please do watch it watch it again i'm gonna watch it again i really enjoyed it it was really it'd be really interesting to be able to kind of binge it and kind of watch it in succession to oh see yeah if there's anything that okay. i missed uh, you know going week to week so uh, that's probably what I'll do with my week off, with my with uh, some time off this upcoming week. Um, yeah, so just make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, the underscore dorksman. Um, I think this week, Ryan will be doing the streaming thing on his channel, twitch.tv slash Asian Tony Stark. Uh, probably Monday, Thursday, uh, maybe not Thursday, but uh, yeah. Monday for sure. Today and Saturday? I'm going to say today,
2: week? even though it's Sunday right now when we're today. recording this. But if you're listening to it when this launches, then yes. So hopefully later today. Or today, cool. at the very same time, depending what time you listen to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or in the past, <laughs> who knows? Or in the past. or, or have you already it.
2: streamed and they
0: missed yeah. it. because They listened to it on Wednesday.
1: Yeah. Um, and Clint will be doing the Mario Kart probably on Tuesday. No, we're
3: Mario, doing um, uh, Smash Brothers on Tuesday.
1: Smash Brothers on Tuesday. So yeah, make sure you tune into twitch.tv TV slash the underscore Dorksman uh, Tuesday night, seven thirty Pacific time. Uh, that's when Clint will be smashing people in uh-uh. smash brothers uh-huh. yeah yeah cool yep. you. um but yeah make sure if you if you want to play add clint as a friend uh he loves it he likes to interact with all you guys on that um next friday the return of dorksman game night it was just a one week off uh but i think we'll be doing some Jackbox right friday night clint that's the plan that's the plan there you go and we'll be back for that so make sure you tune in um yeah thank you all for listening again this week we really appreciate it um we're coming into the home stretch this is the last episode of the year yes. holy shit. yep this is the yep. last episode of 2020 anything you guys want to say before they they don't hear our voices until 2021
3: <laughs> well just congratulations on making it through 2020 regardless you did make it uh yeah. it might not have been perfect you might have been limping into the finish line but you finished and you should applaud that no we all should yeah some of true. us are
0: definitely limping in
3: yeah. I'm not going to say it could get worse or it can't get any worse because it can. But, um, you know, hi- hypothetically and uh, statistically, it will get better next year. So,
2: head <laughs> it's up. just it's been a hell of a year. We're glad we made it through it. Let's look forward to what's to come.
3: There you go.
1: Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Same for me. You know, 2020 was a challenge in a lot of fronts for a lot of us. And, um, Just because we're heading into 2021 doesn't mean that it's just going to magically get better. It's going to be a process. It's going to be a few more months of grinding it out and, you know, making sure everything gets back to where we need it to be and safely. So please continue to wear a mask. Please continue to socially distant if you can. Um, I know that I'm speaking on behalf of the other guys. If you are listening and you do need someone to reach out to just to chat or whatever – feel free to hit us up on the Twitter, uh, the underscore dorksman. We all have access to it. We all um, will be generally pretty quick to respond. If you do uh, need to reach out to somebody, we're here. We're here to to just say hi, or you know, if you need to talk, we're here. So
3: There you go. Yeah.
1: Do that. Except Joey. Joey's kind of...
3: Aloof. Like to, what, are you,
1: what, are you t- what are you talking about? I don't know about? what I'm talking about. Anyways, right. um, thank right. you everyone for listening. Episode 75 was great. 75 episodes with these jerks. <laughs> Screw you, man.
2: <laughs> hey, that's my line. Get your own line. Oh, all right. Eat shit. What do you want me to say? <laughs>
3: uh,
1: here's the 75 more. Um, awesome. Let's do it. With that, that's my secret. I know nothing about Star Wars.
0: No, you don't. You're an idiot. Bye. Word homies. This
2: is the way.